What do we think of the Cliff Kingsbury hire with the commanders, and what does that mean for Caleb Williams? It's time to break it down right here and right now as we continue to look at the biggest NFL 2024 offseason storylines for fantasy football, only on Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. It's another week here on the show. As usual, I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Ireland. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL fantasy and betting for SportingNews.com. Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Majuk, researcher at NFL Network and fantasy analyst for NFL.com. All right, we realize there's a big game at the end of this week. We've uh, got through the Senior Bowl. We've got through the Pro Bowl. That means Super Bowl 58. Chiefs 49ers is on tap for next Sunday. We'll get into that game on Thursday and Friday show. We'll really break it down for you when we play DFS and fantasy and really going all the way in on that game from a betting and fantasy perspective. We'll do that later in the week, but we still have to look at our biggest offseason storylines. We've been counting them down for you. Well, there was a new one added over the weekend because we thought Cliff Kingsbury was going to go to the Raiders. He ends up with the Commanders here, and we know there's a lot of drama attached to that with Eric Bieniemy being the previous offense coordinator. So we'll get into all that. We'll look at Joe Burrow and what's going on with the Bengals as well as the Giants after really bad offensive season. So all kind of things waiting for you with the storylines. This episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets. If your best bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. We're locked on fantasy football. Your destination become the smartest fantasy player in your league. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. All right. Now we're ready to break down this Cliff Kingsbury move. Michelle, what was your initial thoughts here? I really thought he was going to be with the Raiders, then a late 180. Michelle. I will say I'm confused because this yeah. is the second time the commanders have done this this year. Hire someone without actually firing the person already in the position. Like there was no news on Eric Bieniemy being let go. And then they just hired his replacement. But they did that with the GM too. Like they just hired a GM before ever officially announcing they fired their old one. I don't know. They're, they do weird contact, uh, whatever. However they manage their team is very odd with the commanders. I'll say, I, I think it's a fine hire. I think it's a hire probably eye, eyeing to get Caleb Williams since Caleb, you know, Kingsbury was with Williams at USC. I mean, it's not like he actually had much say with Caleb Williams. He was the senior offenses, offensive analyst. So it's not like he was actually coaching him directly, but still he has that, uh, relationship with Caleb Williams, and I'm sure that played into this a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And they're sitting at the number two overall pick. Caleb Williams, by the way, is a Washington, D.C. native. So that's also a storyline that's in play that they would try to bring him home with that number two pick because it was very interesting. I mean, the Raiders were going after Kingsbury as well, maybe with that in mind, right? The Raiders are picking a little bit further down in the first round. They're going to have to really make a nice deal with the Bears to come up and get Williams, especially with the commander sitting there at number two, and the commanders are probably going to have to move up to number one or be that team that makes the best offer with the Bears to beat another 
team to Caleb Williams. So a lot of drama going on here. And that, on top of that is Caleb Williams, the above and beyond best quarterback prospect. Now, everyone says, yes, he's a generational talent, but you've got Drake May. You've got now Michael Penix Jr. coming off a good senior bowl. Bo Nix was a little bit up and down, but do you think he would be a first-rounder? Maybe J.J. McCarthy, and of course, we're leaving out Jaden Daniels. So there could be a lot of quarterback value here in the first round. Maybe it's to go after Daniels, right, in that system. Maybe it's to look at Kyler Murray. Who knows, right? To make a trade or something. Yeah, we we don't know. There's all kinds of storylines we can look at. Maybe they're going after Baker Mayfield. Who knows, right? <laughs> all these things could happen here with this Kingsbury type of offense. So what I like about it is, look, you had Dan Quinn, the defensive-minded coach. So we weren't too excited about that. This one is not, let's say, we're not through the roof excited about it because there were some little bit up and down in Arizona, but I think it's really good for their offensive skill players, starting with Terry McLaurin. I think you'll also get Jahan Dotson more involved downfield. And the running game, look, we'll see if they want to transition a little bit more, but I would think if you go back to the success the Cardinals had, I think Brian Robinson Jr. kind of fits the back they're looking for. Yeah, I think this is a nice upgrade, especially considering that you hope they bring in one of these top quarterbacks, whether it be Kayla Williams or Drake May, or maybe they go a, a different crazier route there. But this is going to be an upgrade for McLaurin and Dotson, and it, it should help out Brian Robinson even more. I will say, though, if Kayla Williams does land here, right, is it a good landing spot or will they ruin him? Because so much of quarterbacks having success in the NFL comes down to which team they land with, right? Do they have a good coaching staff? Do they have the, the guys around him to help him succeed? And the one thing the commanders are going to have to do is fix that offensive line. No, I know Sam Howell was a cause for a lot of those sacks. He held onto the ball too long. But at the same time, the offensive line was still really, really bad. So if they're going to move up and get Caleb Williams, they also have to find a way to make sure he's protected because like, the last thing you want is a, a young rookie coming in and just getting drilled over and over and over again like Sam Howell was. You're not going to find success that way. Yeah, I'm not sure if they made this move to uh, reunite Sam Howell with Drake May. I, I don't think that would be as great here because yeah. then you just have the North Carolina quarterback room. They were actually spotted at the game together over the weekend with the uh, Tar Heels and Duke. So that would be awkward, right? They're competing in the same QB room again for this job. I think you would make this move right with the intent of getting – Caleb Williams. They are very aggressive now, you would think. Keep in mind, their general manager comes from the 49ers, and John Lynch was aggressive, right, when he moved up to get Trey Lance. They made that other aggressive deal that didn't work out for the Bears in the Mitchell Trubisky situation. So I think the commanders are looking to move up. And look, they're going to have to give up some capital, even though it's only one spot from two to one. To Basically, they're protecting themselves and trying to make a better offer than other teams would come up and get that pick from the Bears. But look at the Bears. It's a win-win, as we've talked about it. They go to two. They can still get their wide receiver of choice, whether it's Marvin Harrison Jr. or someone else. If they are not happy with Justin Fields, they could even get the number two pick and take a quarterback. Like there's so many upside things the Bears should do and move out of number one. Unless they think Caleb Williams is going to be the guy that finally solves their quarterback situation now and forever, right? So there's all these things that are playing. But I think Kingsbury, that's why there was a little bit of battle for him, right? Like you want Williams to have success early. We've seen it. You have to attach that quarterback early with a very good offense corner. We also saw it right in 
Houston, where we had Bobby Slow and CJ Stroud that worked out. So I think this is what teams are doing. They're going to make sure that they have the right coach in place ahead of the quarterback. And keep in mind, the way Cliff Kingsbury was hired in Arizona was attached to Kyler Murray. So that's exactly how it came about as they quickly moved on from Josh Rosen. So very interesting there. But looking at Scott Turner, looking at Eric Bieniemy, it's a little bit different. I think you're going to get maybe not the level that you'll see in the running game that you'll get with Eric Bieniemy, maybe not the downfield passing game as Turner, but maybe a blend of both, right? That is really going to spread the field and take advantage of the weapons. So I actually feel pretty confident with any rookie quarterback going to the situation. And obviously, I mean, we saw Cliff Kingsbury, he backed out of the Raiders job, right? He initially accepted the OC job with the Raiders, backed out, went with the commanders. He clearly thinks the commanders have a game plan to get their next quarterback he feels comfortable with, whether that be Caleb Williams or maybe he feels comfortable that even if they land Drake May, like he feels good with that. He clearly does not feel comfortable with the Raiders plan to go get a quarterback. And that's a huge part of accepting a job, right? I mean, you saw Eric Bieniemy; he was just a head coaching candidate last year. He takes a job with the commanders with Sam Howell and now he's out of an OC job and an HC job so um, it, it's, it's huge so clearly Cliff Kingsbury thinks uh, there's a better path for quarterback play with the commanders I think that is telling for the Raiders this offseason as well and we'll see what they do there to figure out their quarterback situation but we have another fun hot topic to discuss and I, I'm really interested in getting into this one it's Joe Burrow so no more of these you know, talking about these uh, young rookies that are coming in. Joe Burrow, what is he going to do if T. Higgins leaves, if Tyler Boyd leaves, if maybe Joe Mixon gets cut? It could look like a brand new Bengals offense this year. We'll dig into all of that right after we hear from a couple of our sponsors. Did the game go to timeout? Time to order with DoorDash. Is it halftime? That's ordering time. Two-minute warning, you got it. That's your cue to order in. Get 50% off up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. All you have to do is download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. Order pizza, wings, soda, burgers, or even just buns on DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing the game. Or if you're like me, order yourself some White Claws, watermelon flavor to be exact, and Taco Bell, cheesy gordita crunch, of course, and sit back and enjoy the game knowing that DoorDash has you 100% covered. Don't forget to use code LOCKED23 for 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. Subject to change, terms do apply. All right, this episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is also brought to you by eBay Motors. And look, it's uh, a great time of year for all the things that lead up to a championship. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level up to peak performances from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With more than 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your fit, is guaranteed there with your part for your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions do apply ebay guaranteed fit is only available to u.s customers All right, it is time to break down some of the issues facing Joe Burrow on top of coming back 
from an injury, right? That's a little bit concerning. So there's that. He lost his offensive coordinator. A little bit of surprise. Brian Callahan leaves. So Zach Taylor is going to be his uh, main man now. So Callahan did a great job with Burrow. He's now in Tennessee trying to do the same with Will Levis. T. Higgins is a free agent. Tyler Boyd is a free agent. Joe Mixon could be cut here. So this offense could be dramatically different. And I didn't mention Drew Sample. Look, he's not the greatest name out there, but he's a tight end that could also leave. So you really could have a whole new look for Joe Burrow other than Jamar Chase, Michelle. Yeah, it could look completely different. And I think looking at their cap space, though, like let's focus on T Higgins here for a second. Is it realistic that they can resign him? I think it is. They have $61 million in cap space. Burrow's cap hit, it's pretty reasonable, especially this season. But even after that, like I was waiting for it to get higher and higher. And it really never gets that crazy, especially considering we expect the cap to keep increasing each year. So I do think they have space to sign both Higgins to as long as he doesn't want something insane, right? If he'll just take, uh, what, $28 million a year, 26, like, as long as you don't want over that 30 mark there. And then they'll have to pay Jamar Chase, and he's going to ask for top dollar, right? He is going to want to be the top paid wide receiver. So they do have to pay both, and I understand that it might make it a little bit difficult, but I do think they can figure it out where they can have T. Higgins and both Jamar Chase there. Yeah, I think you just have to figure out, is T. Higgins worth it, as you mentioned, right? I mean, they do have to consider Chase as one going to have a big payday. And we've seen... I'll give you a similar example, right? The Cowboys, when they had Amari Cooper, and then they knew CeeDee Lamb was coming up, and you knew they had to trade Amari Cooper at some point if they were going to pay CeeDee Lamb. So you really have a hard time paying two wide receivers. I think the Buccaneers did it to some degree, but they weren't nearly as at the level, right? You didn't have to pay top-of-the-market price for one of those receivers at that time. So Jamar Chase is going to demand top-of-the-market prices. So yeah. I think when you look at that, I mean, that, that's why I think you look at the Vikings. They had Justin Jefferson, but they had to get a rookie on a deal next to him and Jordan Addison and move on from Adam Thielen, some higher-priced guys. So sometimes you just have to make that decision. Can we find another T. Higgins? We drafted him in the second round. You probably can. This receiving class is pretty deep. Can you find another Tyler Boyd? I think you can do that as well. Now, tight end, look, it has sometimes been a factor for him. They tried with Irv Smith Jr., not at all. Sadio Azama has had some flashes, so we'll see if they want to invest more at that position. There's not a lot out there, but they could look at Hunter Henry, right, as someone, or Gerald Everett could add a different element to this offense if they wanted to go that direction. So the Bengals can do whatever they want here. I, I think I would lean, if I'm the Bengals, to going away from Higgins. I just think you have to lock up Chase. I think it depends on the value you're going to get from Higgins. I actually think Boyd <laughs> really actually might be more valuable here, right? Because it's hard to find that reliable slot receiver. He goes back with this offense for a long time. So keep that in mind. And he's kind of the guy that's impactful all over the field. You get in a number two, it's maybe a little bit easier than trying to find a slot who can produce. So all kinds of good stuff here. So very interesting decision. I'll say I There's disagree a, with you with the yeah. uh, Higgins versus Boyd. Yeah. So I, I'm very it's much a stats bad. girl, right? But just looking at the last two years uh, with Joe Burrow, Burrow has the highest passer rating when targeting Higgins out of all of his receivers. He has the highest EPA per attempt when targeting Higgins over Jamar Chase, and that means expected points added per pass attempt uh, on the team. Nine touchdowns, only two interceptions. Like, they, uh, has the highest yards per attempt when targeting him as well. Now, obviously, I'm not saying he's better than Chase. Chase adds a whole other dimension, too, after the catch and all that. But when you look at Boyd, 
So Joe Burrow has seven interceptions thrown when targeting Boyd over the last two years. That's kind of absurd, especially considering he, you know, he doesn't yeah. get as many targets as these other guys. Uh, seven touchdowns, seven interceptions, lowest passer rating when targeting him among all of his players. So I, I don't know if Tyler Boyd's as big of an impact. Clearly, it's not working in, in terms of turnovers for him and uh, production and um I just don't, I think you can find a different slot guy pretty easily. I don't think you can find the impact type player of T Higgins when you throw him a 50 50 ball, he's going to come down with it. I think that's a lot harder to find than a Tyler Boyd. I will say, if you're Higgins, though, do you want to take a, a contract with the Bengals to be a wide receiver too? Or are you looking to show that you're an alpha in this league and try to go be a wide receiver one with another team? Yeah, I don't know if he can be a wide receiver one. I don't think he has that speed. He can stretch the field a little bit, so that's a little bit underrated. I think Boyd versus Higgins is interesting only because, Boyd, you're probably going to be able to bring back at a very cheap price here overall. I mean, that's one thing that you look at where you can add him and there's no issue. I also look at the end of the draft or where they're picking in the first round, I should say. And some of the better players, Brian Thomas Jr., Keon Coleman, these are more classic big target outside players that you can look at, right? So, and there's another play I really like for the Bengals, if they can look at him in the second round, is Johnny Wilson, because he's a big target, but he's a little bit of a hybrid uh, tight end as well. So I'm looking at what's available, Michelle, and more in the first and second round. Like, Boyd, I get there's the kind of the bad connotation here with throwing to him, but uh, yeah, I think they're going to have to make a decision. I think if they had to, I think they'd be comfortable letting both walk. I think that's... uh, not crazy because the Bengals are really good at managing cap space. They know what's coming in the future. They're a great drafting team. So I think all these things might uh, come into play here. So we'll have to wait and see. I think, uh, again, Brian Callahan is probably going to try to draw one or both these guys to him, to Tennessee, to help uh, Will Levis. Now, now let's look at uh, Brian Callahan. I mean, look, this was a pass first offense with – Zach Taylor, I don't think there's going to be that big of a drop-off overall because no. Taylor has a lot of control over the design and what they're doing here. Yeah, Taylor's been calling the plays mostly anyways. I don't think this is going to be a huge yeah. change for them. As long as – like the the when we're most worried about OC changes is when there's an outside hire and things are going to be completely different. I, I'm not worried about this change. I will say I am worried, though, if Higgins and Boyd – less Boyd, but if Higgins leaves – what does that do for Joe Burrow in fantasy? I think that's a bigger impact for him than the OC change. Like right now, even if Higgins were to stay there, I'm still definitely taking Josh Allen, Hurts, Lamar, Dak, Mahomes, probably Fields over him, depending on where he lands, Stroud. But let's say Higgins leaves. Then I think that puts him in the group of Anthony Richardson and Brock Purdy and Jordan Love. Like I wouldn't have him much higher than any of those guys. If I had him higher at all, and he's going to still be way more expensive than them in the drafts. Don't you agree? Yeah. I mean, it really just depends on what you get back, right? If you hit a, on a first rounder, let's say it's Zay Flowers, not a Quentin Johnston. <laughs> like if you get that type of player coming in the first round, I mean, yeah, you're okay, right? If that receiver is good. And we were fortunate, right? I mean, we had Tank Dell and a lot of rookie receivers had really nice impact here. So, again, I think this class is pretty good. So, it just depends you on You also who have to remember that this isn't fantasy football and these teams have a lot of other needs. So, yeah, they might not yeah. want to go wide receiver early in the draft. Yeah, yeah. We just have to see how it plays out. But I think this class is very deep. And I think that kind of uh, will impact maybe what the Bengals are thinking about because. Katie Blackburn and the way they run this team, very smart with the salary cap. And they're going to save where it's needed and find the values where they have it. And uh, 
Duke Tobin is a very good scouting guy as well. So I think they'll find something. Again, you have to manage all that, but that's why we're not in that job and the Bengals are. Now, Joe Mixon, look, I'm okay. If Joe Mixon is gone, fine. I, I think I might be in on Chase Brown. Like, I just want to see him more. They probably need to add another back because Chase Brown is a little bit of a change of pace. But, look, I was very impressed with him throughout the draft process. He was good when he got his chances. So if they finally want to say goodbye to Joe Mixon, I'm not going to be too worried about that. I'm just going to pivot to Brown and go after him in a lot of drafts. Yeah, Joe Mixon's just a dude. I've yeah. been saying it forever, and all, yeah. every single year he proves he's just a dude. They could save $6 million on the cap by cutting him. He's yeah. getting older. Move on. Bring someone else in. I, I think it's time. I think that might actually help the team out yeah. a bit. And, like, you know, instead of him losing a, a yard on every single first down, maybe you can get some positive yards, and that can help out Joe Burrow as well. We're going to move on to another discussion. How do the Giants revamp their terrible offense? Listen, I'm going to just talk to you because I'm so confused by their cap space. They have no offensive pieces yet. Not a ton of cap space. Doesn't make a ton of sense to me. We'll dig into all of that shortly right after we hear from another one of our sponsors. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. I'm so insanely excited to watch my 49ers in the biggest game of the year with good friends, good food, and good bets. My favorite Super Bowl bet is Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown score at plus 105 odds. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Again, that's $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $500 or, of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. All right, let's hop into this Giants uh, offense because I do think this is an important offseason storyline because, A, Daniel Jones is coming back. And Daniel Jones is a guy that a lot of fantasy folks are hyping up before this season because of his rushing ability. He had a solid 2022 season. But then you come in, he gets hurt. But they just don't have any true dominant wide receivers on that team. They have an old tight end, Darren Waller. They have you know, a free agent running back and Saquon Barkley, an average at best quarterback and Daniel Jones. How do you fix this offense if you're the GM of the Giants, Vinny? Well, I think number one, they actually have to get a number one wide receiver. And look, I like some of the skill sets of Wondell Robinson and Jalen Hyatt, but they're not number one receivers. They're complementary receivers. And look, they try to reintroduce Darius Slayton to being a thing late in the season. And look, he's been there forever. And He's kind of been the same guy, and you've had Sterling Shepard in there. Like they need a bonafide number one. Now they're in the wheelhouse for receiver. I like after Marvin Harrison Jr. I do talk a lot about draft here, but I do like Malik Neighbors quite a bit out of LSU. If they could get him, then you start changing the game a little bit, right? You have a number one receiver. Again, another direction they could go is Brock Bowers, right? If they want to make a tight end centric team and kind of phase out Darren Waller as he gets older here and have maybe 12 personnel mix it up, right? We've seen this kind of philosophy from uh, Brian Dable in Buffalo kind of carried over with Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid. Maybe get Bowers, who's a little bit versatile, like Kincaid. And then you have a different style of offense that has a different number one and has 
Daniel Jones comfortable. But the bottom line is they need a clear number one target that's useful but can do everything, right? Run all the routes and be reliable outside when they need to to move the chain. So that's important. Saquon Barkley, what do they want to do with him? Look, we talked about Saquon. He's kind of a boomer bust player, not only from run to run or catch to catch, but game to game, right? He can disappear, not be a factor at all. He's really dependent on he has to hit like a 60-yard run. Otherwise, he could have two yards, two yards, two yards, that type of thing with Saquon Barkley. So very inefficient running back overall. It sounded like he was gone, right, when he was doing his locker clean out. So Giants, I think, would probably have a kind of fresh start if they could go with it. But Daniel Jones, circling back, I am not interested in Daniel Jones. Look, this thing about the cheat code and the running, right, it kind of fell apart a little bit last year, right? It was really dependent on the guys scoring touchdowns, and Daniel Jones didn't even stay on the field healthy. So, I don't know. I have a lot of questions about Daniel Jones. I'm never going to be excited to take him as a late QB1, and uh, this could be the end, right? If he flops again or gets hurt, They've already talked about moving on in this draft, and they've already paid Daniel Jones. So if he flops, it's over. And I, I don't think I want to attach myself to this Giants offense very much, and even maybe less so than 2023 going in. Yeah, I know. I do feel bad for Daniel Jones slightly. Like, I don't think he's a great quarterback, but at the same time, he did have pretty brutal weapons, right? And they're sitting at number six overall pick in this draft. They're going to have the capability to grab one of these top three wide receivers. Most likely, Harrison Jr. will be well off the board. They're not going to get him unless they moved up. But Adunze from Washington, he'll be maybe there or or neighbors, like uh, neighbors, if you brought up, uh, like you brought up earlier. So they're going to get one of those top guys, or maybe they go Brock Bowers, but they get to add a really good playmaker there. And I think that's the way they have to go. Like, I know I said earlier about the Bengals, like this isn't fantasy football. They probably need it. You know, they're going to be thinking about other positions. The Giants have to be thinking about a wide receiver one or a top weapon for Daniel Jones because you paid Daniel Jones, right? It's not, you didn't give him a massive contract, but you still gave him a decently sized contract. He, you still want him to succeed. And the only way he's going to succeed is if you put a lot of great players around him and then, yeah, I, I like Saquon Barkley. He's proven at this point, like he's not a difference maker, right? I mean, you've had him for how long and your team has stunk for majority of yes. that time. I'm not saying it's Saquon Barkley's fault, but this is what running backs show you. Unless you're like one of those great teams right on the edge of, you know, being a Super Bowl contender. I just don't think there's any reason to pay up for a special talent at running back. Like the only situation I see that worked is CMC with the 49ers. Like that's it. And when he was with the Panthers, when Christian McCaffrey was with the Panthers, he didn't change them at all either. Like they were still a terrible uh, record. So he's not going to change your record. Let him go somewhere else and then just bring in someone younger, uh, probably in the draft or sign someone cheap in free agency, but definitely bring in younger wide receivers, maybe even a vet for Daniel Jones, not too old, like a Sterling Shepard was, but yeah, I don't think I'm going to be interested in him for fantasy football, but you know, maybe if they do enough this off season, I'll get interested. Yeah, what I think you'll see the Giants do is kind of go all in on what Dable and Kafka know from before Kafka. The Chiefs knows he can get the value and running back, as you mentioned. Dable, what is he going to do? Yeah, they didn't run the ball. That wasn't the focus of what they did with Josh Allen. So they, I think ideally they want to run that style of offense where they're a little bit pass happy. But what does what did Josh Allen have? A number one receiver. That changed the game, right? When they had a Stefan Diggs, someone that you could throw to all over the field. So I think they're going to just go all in trying to get this done for Daniel Jones. 
And if he just is terrible, I think they'll just move on. So yeah. interesting. I don't know if they'll do it this year. I don't see that because of the money invested in Jones. Unfortunately, they also need to tackle because Evan Neal stinks. Andrew Thomas is good, but they thought they'd shore that up, right? You get Neal, you get Thomas. He's your first round picks. You thought you're golden there. So they got to work on the protection. They got to get weapons. Yeah. So this is a lot of mess. And then we'll see who the backfield is, but I might be interested in that Giants running back only for pure volume purposes, if nothing else. So I want to see. Maybe they go and they circle around and go get Josh Jacobs. Who knows? I don't think they're going to do that. But let's let's just see. Uh, I, I'd be somewhat interested in that rookie that goes to the Giants in the draft. Let's just say that in fantasy. Yeah, hopefully they don't go get Josh Jacobs. Like, don't pay up for a running back. <laughs> hey, they don't have very much cap space to begin with. Use all of that. You may maybe go get a veteran a tackle because drafting, you know, you just drafted Evan Neal and that didn't work out. So why why use an early pick that early again uh, and, and risk that? So maybe go get a vet that you know is good already for the tackle position and then use the rest of your money on playmakers for Daniel Jones. Yeah, it's just it's just a little gross right now. I don't want to think about it too much more. Like, I'm way more excited even if the Bengals change everything because they have Joe Burrow, right? I'm not excited changing everything because they have Daniel Jones with the Giants. So a lot of good stuff to look at here. And, and I think it's going to be an even tougher year, Michelle, to navigate and look at all the fantasy football assets and values in 2024 than it already has been in 2023. But that's why we're here. We're here to guide you through the process every step of the way, do the advanced scouting, all that good stuff here throughout the offseason on Locked On Fantasy Football. For this edition of Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. And I'm Michelle Maju. Bye, y'all.